It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you aboard to episode number 255 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. If you missed episode number 254, we did a lot of what Joe Theismann had to say on 106.7 The Fan over the weekend about Dwayne Haskins and a little bit about Alex Smith uh, at the end. But most of it was some pretty juicy nuggets from Joey T on Dwayne Haskins and why he should not start in week one, and we completely agree, as we always have. Dwayne Haskins, again, uh, as we've not hid from, even long before the Redskins landed him, best quarterback in this draft. He will be better, in my opinion, than Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones, but that doesn't mean he's ready to go week one. Today's episode, will start with this. Um... And we'll get into some other stuff, too. The Redskins apparently got a victory off the field, which they're really good at winning off the field, as Bruce Allen once famously said. Uh, And as well, a legendary NFL personnel evaluator uh, with a menacing, menacing column uh, indirectly at the Redskins. Uh, We'll get into uh, all of that. But I wanted to start with this. On Friday... Uh, When I was with my family in Canton, Ohio, my son's 18th birthday, so I was a little bit out, but I did post it on at Locked Redskins, and we'll repost it uh, again in case anybody missed it, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. Angie Goff, who is a local media personality in the Washington, D.C. area, long time with uh, NBC4 Washington, now has moved over to Fox 5, so congratulations to her. She's not really a sports personality by any means she's a sports fan um but she's not really a sports person (laughs) is the best way I could put it well somehow some way uh with her new uh, show and and her new switch and her new podcast called the oh my goff g-o-f-f podcast obviously a take on oh my god but oh my goff podcast she landed an exclusive interview with Redskins quarterback Alex Smith who had not spoken to anybody since his injury suffered on November 18th at the hands of the Houston Texans at FedEx Field. Again, Alex Smith had not spoken to one single soul in the media until this interview with Angie Goff. Now, kudos to her. Congratulations to her. That's a great score. That's a story. Um, That's the way you launch a show, right? If you have that kind of juice and you can get that kind of interview, the interview that everybody has been aiming for. Uh, I know my colleague on 106.7 The Fan, Craig Hoffman, was competitively frustrated at that because he's been trying really hard to land this interview. Listen, the business works in a lot of different ways. And a lot of you may not care about this, but clearly whoever lands this interview Whoever lands a big monumental interview like this is going to get a lot of run, a lot of attention, a lot of clicks, a lot of credit. 
uh, and people are going to see your name and hear your name, and that's how you advance in this business. Um, Not to say that Angie Goff is going down the road of football analysis or football interviewing, but could you now see a potential, being that she landed this interview, for her to do something more? Yes, absolutely. I don't know what the object is. I don't know what the goal is. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know Angie personally. Um, and, and again, good for her. But this is a huge, huge get. This is a huge land. Um, you know, I again, I know some in the media uh, mentioned, you know, Craig kind of frustrated that he did an interview with somebody outside of the football media. I get that. Um, Alex Smith strikes me as a guy that was going to do something like that. He doesn't strike me as a guy that was going to choose one football reporter over another. Um, Quite honestly, I thought if he did an interview, when he did an interview, it would be with a national network. I thought maybe it would be with somebody that he had a close relationship with either NFL Network or ESPN or maybe Fox or James Brown, something like that. And I don't know who he's friendly with, uh, but I thought it would be somewhere along those lines. Instead, it turned out to be Angie Goff. Good for her. Uh, So I don't want to spend too much time on that because uh, that's not really that important, but it's kind of sets up what actually transpired during the interview. Uh, We posted the story again on Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, I should say. We'll do it again, uh, just in case anybody missed it. But there's YouTube video, and or maybe not, it's it's posted on YouTube. Uh, And the two are basically um, getting massages at the same time while they're talking, they're uh, working out, they're doing all sorts of different things, throwing a football, whatever. Uh, So it was cool, kind of light, fun interview, and maybe that's why he chose to do it. I don't know. But he told Angie Goff, quote, that's the plan when she asked if he would play again or if he was thinking about playing in the NFL again. He said, "Uh, there are steps I've got to conquer before I get there. Learning to run again. throwing. Throwing isn't a problem. But dropping back, moving forward, change of direction, end quote. Yeah, that's a major problem. That's a huge problem. It's always been the problem. Nobody's ever been worried about Alex Smith throwing the football, right? So he's going to be, as we told you last week, Jay Gruden said this, and I saw him, meaning Smith, at Redskins Park in the weight room uh, while the team was actually on the practice field. Uh, I did not get to talk to him. Um, and, you know, I respect his privacy, uh, but clearly, again, he's still wearing that huge thing called an external fixator. So he told Angie Goff what basically Jay Gruden told us last week, and what you heard right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast is that he's been in the external fixator for more than seven months now, and he hopes, he hopes to be able to get that thing off in about four to six weeks. So we think that interview was done sometime early last week. You know, just using a realistic timeline, I would say right around the start of training camp is when, I guess, the hope, the expectation, the thought 
is that he could get the external fixator off. Now, what does that mean for Alex Smith in terms of his rehab, his recovery, his ability to help the football team? My guess is he won't be at training camp. Maybe he'll make an appearance at training camp. I don't think he'll be there every day simply because Redskins trainers, once training camp gets going, the Redskins training staff, which already has its hands full to begin with, as you well know, Trent Williams uh, and others, the Redskins training staff just cannot take the time to work with him and kind of invest that time. Unless somehow, some way, the Redskins have decided, you know what, this guy is so important to us in terms of his value, his leadership, the cost it already has um, on our football team, our salary cap, our, uh, you know, the trade of Kendall Fuller for him, leadership, this, that, and the other thing. Unless they decide his value of being with the team in Richmond is so important that they dedicate essentially one almost full-time person to his rehab and his recovery. I don't know how they do that because they already don't have enough people to do what they need to do and to do it well. And as we know, there's 90 players in training camp, okay? So to me, I just don't know how that gets done, but maybe the Redskins will cook up a plan. But again, think about this. Alex Smith at 35 years old, 35 years old, is not likely to get the external fixator off until, again, mid to late July, let's call it that. And then he's got to learn how to walk again. Then he's got to learn how to run again. Then he's got to learn how to play quarterback again, meaning moving around in the pocket, trusting himself, trusting his leg, that something, God forbid, horrible is not going to happen again, whether it be on his own doing with a misstep or whether it be by somebody else's doing, which, again, clearly is what happened on November 18th and what can easily happen. He said, quote, to Goff, the steps I'm at now are lifetime steps, lifestyle steps, sorry. I'm still working on playing basketball with my kids and running around after my daughter. And when he says running around after my daughter, he's not talking about running, running. Um, There are things I have to conquer anyway until I get to the point where I'm walking on the field. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about that challenge. The stronger I get every week, the more I do, the more hopeful I am that that's a real possibility. Okay. Again, he's got to learn how to walk first. There was multiple surgeries. There was infection. There was possible amputation. Nobody's trying to tell Alex Smith what to do and how to do it, and nobody's rooting against him, but it's just... 35, and this is what Joe Theismann said yesterday, and this is what everybody has realized, it's not 25. If it was 25 and Teddy Bridgewater, catastrophic blowout of the knee a couple years ago in Minnesota in training camp, you could see a situation where, okay, after a couple of years to rehab, he could come back and be potentially a starting NFL quarterback again. Now, he's been with the you know other team, 
spent time at, now with New Orleans, staying in New Orleans. Maybe he'll be Drew Brees' eventual successor. If he's smart, that's what he would do. He's had plenty of... The difference is, is A, Teddy Bridgewater was not making anywhere near the amount of money Alex Smith is, one. Two, Teddy Bridgewater was less than 25. Alex Smith is 35. 35. And again, there's nothing that we said that you can't play the quarterback position until you're 40, 41, 42, I guess, right? There's nothing that can't be said for that, especially if essentially you're trading in two years of wear and tear on your arm and your body by not playing. But the problem is, is it's not like his body is just taking a vacation. Obviously, it's been through a catastrophic injury, a catastrophic injury. How do you mentally and physically trust your body to be ever the same again? When we come back on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we'll get into a little bit more of the Alex Smith side of things. As well, I'm going to kind of try and relate it to something I went through, even though it's not even close to what Alex Smith went through, but just to give you kind of an idea. We'll do that next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, uh, plus... We'll have a story on the Redskins with a win off the field. That's all still to come right here on episode number 255. Thanks for being with us. As always, you can email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com. russellmania09 at gmail.com if you want to share your Skins stories. How did you become a Washington Redskins fan, and why do you stick with the team despite many, 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 many years of ineptitude? We started this after Memorial Day. We've gotten a little bit of a response, a couple of guys overseas. Would love to hear more from you, whether you're overseas in the military, man, woman, boy, whatever. Uh, There's been a lot of frustration over the last quarter century plus if you're a member of the Washington Redskins fan base. And I understand it. I get it. Um, But we'd love to hear how you became a Redskins fan, why you became a Redskins fan, and maybe just as important, why you choose to stay with the Redskins. I think the answer to that is obvious. Once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. Got it. But that doesn't mean that everybody has the same passion or vigor that they once used to have. So I'd love to hear from you. Hashtag Skins Stories. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we welcome you back. It is episode number 255 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. So finishing up and continuing on Alex Smith, uh, he told Angie Goff of now Fox 5 in D.C. in his first exclusive interview since the injury last November 18th um, that the first four months were you know really, really hard, as you would imagine. There was all sorts of questions, infections, surgeries, possible amputation, as we mentioned. He said, quote, just to be in a wheelchair as long as I was, when you have independence and lose it, that was the hardest part. And he credited that external fixator with essentially saving his leg. He said, quote, this thing is going to save my leg, save my bone, allow me to heal and walk again and hopefully play football again. 
Uh, and he said, you know, every week he does something different. He's making progress. He said, quote, I'd be lying if I didn't say mental obstacles. There are things with my leg I don't trust yet. I feel I'm quite a bit further along than I think. So, you know, look, you see and hear some self-doubt in Alex Smith, and all of that is normal. All of that is right. Uh let me give you a corollary example, and it, again, it's not a compound fracture by any means. Way back in 2005, it's now 2019, so I've been dealing with this for 14 years off and on, um, I slipped and fell on ice entering my house in Chicago, and I had a bunch of groceries, it was the middle of December, so on and so forth, and I cracked my right shin against the door frame of my house trying to maintain my balance trying to and losing it by the way and it was a square on hit boom right to the front of my shin on the door frame I didn't think anything of it it hurt like hell and I hobbled around on it for that night did some stuff it hurt it hurt it hurt um took some ibuprofen again didn't think anything of it the next day it still hurt like hell um lived my life, went to work, did what I had to do. I even remember going to a Christmas party and, again, being in agony. And it wasn't until this happened on a Tuesday night. It wasn't until Friday morning of that week where I finally decided, you know what, this is not getting better. This is really problematic. I need to go get it checked out by a medical professional. And sure, as you know what, I did, got x-rays, and it was determined that I had a really bad leg infection. That's the part that is somewhat common to Alex Smith. Again, not saying I had a compound fracture. I did not. It was not an open wound. It was a leg infection caused by microabrasions in the skin, right? Uh, which I had never heard of. I thought you had to have an open wound in order to have an infection. But it tells you the powerful impact of a leg infection. Now, think about multiple infections along with a compound fracture. Think about that. And I know Alex Smith is a professional athlete, and I am far from one. But think about that. It took me a minimum of four to six months to get back to the gym. I don't remember exactly the first time, but it was probably late spring, early summer, that next year. Again, this happened in December of 2005. It took me a long time to kind of trust my leg mentally and physically and I guess somewhat emotionally. And I still deal with that same leg off and on. It doesn't hurt me to work out. It doesn't hurt me to, you know, to to do anything with it. Uh, but I will just allow you this just to kind of peel back the onion a little bit. I still feel it almost every day. Um, when I'm when I have too much like sodium, too much salt in foods or whatever, I I, I feel it bad. When when I rest my leg, you know, if I elevate my leg and it's just too long in the same, I feel it for a long time. It's like a constant throb. So I tell you this. Because, again, and I want to be clear for anybody that is trying to be a dummy, okay, which probably would mean the people at my radio station, um, for anybody that tries to be a dummy about this, I am not saying in any sort of way that what I went through is comparable to Alex Smith, 
Again, let me say that for the record. What I am saying is that an infection alone, and I was in the hospital for a week, and it caused all sorts of problems, and I'm still dealing with it now. An infection, multiple infections, along with a compound fracture, has its physical toll, but it also very much has its mental toll. Now, think about that. If you heal physically and then you continue to make progress running, jogging, walking, then having to play football again and thinking about all of that and thinking about what do I do if I get hit there? What do I do if I make the wrong step? Am I skittish? Am I, can I take a hit? What has to happen? And you start to crystallize this in your mind and you say, there's no, almost no chance at 35, by the time he can reasonably come back, it wouldn't be this year. It wouldn't be this year. By the time he could reasonably come back, it would be start of training camp next year? Reasonably. And that's if everything goes right. And he's 36. Now again, could he still play? Absolutely. Could he be a backup quarterback? Absolutely. I don't know how the Redskins could ever think he would start again. I don't know how anybody could think he would start again. Uh, is he even a member of the Redskins a year from now? In the next episode, um, because of time, we're probably going to get into his contract situation because there is some murkiness, let's call it that. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm still trying to flush that out and trying to figure that out. Uh, so I don't want to necessarily get into it right now. We just don't have the time. But I do want to get to it uh, soon because it does have an impact long-term on the Redskins. All right, so we'll finish that up for now. Uh, good luck to Alex Smith. Certainly hope for the best for him. Uh, I just I don't see how there's any reasonable way that mentally and physically he's going to be able to play professional football again. I know he wants to. I know he hopes to. That sounds great. Maybe there's a chance. Honestly, I would put it at less than 10%. I, I would, and I don't think that's being too pessimistic. It's pessimistic, but I don't think it's being too pessimistic. At this point, Alex Smith should, you know, just at this point, just be thankful that he was able to survive this and keep his leg intact, no matter what kind of horrible horrible uh, pain and 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 toll this injury has taken uh, on him because at this point it's just a quality of life issue you've made enough money you've done enough I know you want more and I know that's the competitive spirit in any athlete but still all right we'll finish up with two quick stories one uh the Redskins winning off the field and one um the Redskins gauntlet of a schedule. We'll explain more next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
All right, it is episode number 255 of the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Just a couple more minutes, uh, so we'll go through this quickly. Uh, this I found from Redskins uh, Wire, part of the USA Today network. It was first originally reported by Yahoo, so we want to give proper credit. Uh, posted this uh, at Locked Redskins if you want to read it, uh, but here's the story in a nutshell uh, as it's worded through the story again from the outlets that I just credited um, the Supreme Court on Monday ruled that a federal government that the federal government should say uh, may not prohibit trademarks on quote unquote immoral or quote unquote scandalous materials that was Basically, part of a case brought by a clothing line known as, in all capital letters, F-U-C-T. Now, obviously, you know what that is a spinoff of. Uh, F-U-C-T is a different word, but the context and the <laughs> the meaning is, is, is clearly there. Um, it said... The, the Redskins, of course, were not a party in this case, but it represents a symbolic victory, if not a legal victory, and here's why. Opponents of the Redskins' name have argued that they should lose their trademark protection under the immoral, quote-unquote, immoral or scandalous, end quote, laws that are now ruled unconstitutional. So the Supreme Court ruled that the federal government cannot prohibit trademarks on immoral or scandalous materials. It would stand a reason, even though if I'm understanding this correct, this is in the future and pending litigation, it would stand a reason that anybody trying to re remove the trademark, which has been long established from the Washington Redskins as Redskins, and everything that they have trademarked, uh, which protects their business interests, it would stand a reason that you can't use that particular legal argument of immoral or scandalous, which it never was to begin with. So we'll just leave it at that. Story up at um, and on at Locked Redskins. Uh, there you go. All right. So Gil Brandt, longtime architect of the Dallas Cowboy dynasties back in the 70s. I worked with Gil for a number of years at both uh, Sports Fan Radio Network and Sporting News Radio. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, and, you know, he's obviously well respected. He wrote this uh, for NFL.com. So, again, we'll put it up at Locked Redskins if you want. Uh, and basically the column and the idea is the 10 most talented talented teams in the NFL ahead of the 2019 season. Now, this does not mean that they are the best teams, the 10 most talented teams. And we're going to get more into this probably tomorrow or on the next episode. I should say episode number 256 just for time. But number one on the list, the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do the Redskins visit in week one? The Philadelphia Eagles. Number two on the list, the Dallas Cowboys. Who do the Redskins host in week two for their home opener? The Dallas Cowboys. Number three on the list, the Chicago Bears. Who do the Redskins host on Monday Night Football in week three? The Chicago Bears. <laughs> Good luck, Jay. 
Good luck, Dan. Good luck, Brucey Bruce. And that's going to do it for us. We'll have more on this coming up on another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us right here on LOR, episode number 255. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.